latest. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy L Boogie, LK, Lawrence Killerbrew. I'm back with another episode of the Comedy Hustle Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. It's Monday, 224. Wow, that's Kobe Day. Yeah, this is the day for Kobe's memorial, him and his daughter, yo. It's crazy. Sometimes it just don't even seem real sometimes, but hey, man. I look at it like this, man. You got to appreciate the man and um, inspire to do better, to be great. That's what he would have wanted. So, you know. But happy Kobe Day. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Uh, but yeah, it's Monday, 224, 10 o'clock. I'm feeling great. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate that. All the ones who are returning, thank you for still rocking with me. And all my new listeners, thank you for giving me an opportunity and a chance to be your podcast of choice. <laughs> but we're here. I'm feeling good. A little update of what happened to me this weekend. Uh, I was performing in Atlanta at the Uptown Comedy Club with my man, Sean Larkins. That is, uh, I had a great weekend. You know, a wonderful one. Great crowds. Just just a good time, man. I mean, and every time I do Uptown Comedy Club, I, I feel a little bit of a accomplishment, I guess you could say. Because, um, you know, Uptown is uh, worldly known for being a... Uh, a very hard club to do. It's not the easiest of crowds. Easiest of crowds to do. They're very hard on the comedians because they want you to bring it. So whenever I do that club and I do well, I feel a little bit of a accomplishment because it was a time where I was getting booed. Yes. I've been booed uh, four times in my career and one of them was there and it was bad. Because not only did I get booed, but I got booed in front of my date. Like, I brought a date to this show and got booed in front of her. So, every time I do it, you know, I've done it plenty of times after that. I've done well plenty of times after that. But just every time I do it, it's like a sense of accomplishment. Like, you know, I did that. I belong here. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, coming up, I don't really have anything this week. I'll be doing some shows in New York. And then I have a big show on Sunday in Philadelphia, Helium Comedy Club, 221 Sampson Street, uh, two shows with my man Shula King, Mr. Anybody Want to Tell Me, from the videos and uh, Instagram videos on social media. You might have seen him. I heard him. Funny dude. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, yeah, we're there for two shows. Last shows they last year, these two shows sold out. So I'm pretty sure the same thing's going to happen again. So I advise you to get your tickets, Helium uh, comedyclub.com, I think that's the website. But check it out. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun night. Uh, two shows, I think seven thirty and nine thirty, or seven and nine thirty, one or the other. But just check the website, and we'll be there making you laugh. Um, other than that, that's it, man. But the topic or the discussion I want to talk about kind of stems from this show. I had someone uh, comment uh, about me and on the show. Um, um, it was basically a statement made, like, they was like, wow, you know, these social media comedians are really headlining clubs, and they got, you know, headliners opening up for them, and the statement was said that, like, he was like, I wouldn't have took that, basically saying in a nutshell that I shouldn't have accepted the job because I'm... I guess, a bigger headliner than he is, which is not true, but this is take that as the, as the gist of the whole thing, is that, you know, as me being an established comedian and being a headliner, I'm above working with this internet 
comedian, you know. And I'm just using this loosely because that's not the, the actual situation. The actual situation is that Sugar King is a very established comedian, and he was prior to him getting his social media fame. It's just that you know him now because of social media, you know. So that kind of statement was like, you know, astronomical, but whatever. But I'm just taking that whole mindset of, you know, not accepting the job because you feel as though you're more established and that you should be headlining, he should be opening up for you. Now, for me, that's just an ego problem. And I think that is a big problem with people and the decisions that they make. They use ego and it fucks them up. And I'm explaining to you why. Because you have to decide what it is you want to do. You know, do you want to be a star? Do you want to be famous? Or do you want longevity and have a career and make money? For me, longevity, career, make money has always been my main objective. Even when I was a youngin' in the game. And I'm explaining to you why, how me taking my ego out early allowed me to make more money, be on stage more, and have longevity. I'm going to tell you why. When I was younger, and I, well, not when I was younger, but when, earlier on when I was doing comedy at the Laugh House, um, the main objective for all comedians was to be a headliner, you know, because they would put your name on a, on a marquee, uh, you know, you would be the guy everybody's coming to see, you know, blah, 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 you would go last. So everybody wanted to be a headliner. And I just had questions, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I really did because... You know, I went to the management. I was like, hey, I would like the headline. I was like, well, we can get you in here, Lawrence. Just let us know when you think you're ready, blah, blah, blah. So I just asked her, like, yeah, well, how much do they make? And she was like, well, I pay my headliners between 1000 to 1500 And don't mind you, the prices have fluctuated, you know, but I'm just using the example of back in the day. So I said, oh, that's cool. She said, how, how often? I said, how often do you bring them? And she was like, well... We bring them about once a year. You know, it's 52 weeks in a year, and we try to, you know, spread our headliners out and, you know, try to keep a new one every every week, you know. But sometimes they might come back twice, you know. But for the majority of it, we bring headliners once a year. And I was like, wow, cool. I was like, well, how often do you bring back your feature acts? And she was like, well, we bring our feature acts. We can rotate them about maybe four to five times a year. And I was like, oh, okay. So right then early, I did my numbers. And I looked at it as though I can headline this club once and make at the most $1,500. Once that year, this club. Or I can feature, which was 500 It was $100 a show. And I can do that five to six times a year just to say five so right then i would make twenty five hundred dollars twenty five hundred supposed to fifteen hundred and not only would i be making more money in the long run i would be getting on stage more because as a headliner you're just working there once a year working six shows five shows and you out but for me i looked at it like wow i can be on stage Longer because I'll be working more throughout the year and in the long run I'm making more money and that was my ego I took my ego out of the situation I didn't need to be the main attraction I didn't need to be my name and lights I didn't need none of that I just wanted to be on stage and make money 
And that goes for now. Like, that whole situation is like, as comedians and as people, we need to look at it. What's the long game? Like, are you in this to make money long term? Or you just want to be a star? And that can come even with y'all. Like, when people who just, like, want to do things and they feel like like when people, like my man, he wanted to start his own business because he said he wanted to be a boss. I said, that's not the reason to start no, no business because you want to be a boss. Like, you need to have some passion for what it is that you want to start your business in. He was like, man, I'm just tired of, you know, my boss telling me what to do. I want to do, you know, I want to have, you know, have say it, everything. And I was like, are you ready for that? Because to me, it sounds like an ego thing. To me, it sounds like this guy that whoever's your boss right now is, you know, getting in the way of your ego because he's younger than you. That was the whole situation. And don't get me wrong, if you want to start your own business, please, I'm all about, you know, self-employment and all that. But sometimes, are you really ready for that? Like, are you ready to fire people, to hire people? Are you ready to, you know, pay them and you not get paid because your employees come first? Are you ready to, you know, do all these things that come along with being a boss? Or is it just your ego telling you, I'm older than this guy, I should be managing this store or wherever it is that you at? Not knowing whatever this guy has done. And that relates back to the, the comedians. You know, we get on these internet comedians for, you know, headlining clubs and we have to open up for them. They bringing in the people. Let your ego go. You know what I'm saying? Me and Shuler. I'm saying I let my ego go. Of course I can headline this club. I've headlined this club, what, four or five times already. Helium. But I'm not. I look at it like this. I'm making good money. And I get to perform in front of his audience. People who have never seen me before. When I did the show last year, I got like 15 new people. It was like, yo, I didn't know you was from Philadelphia. So he's bringing people to me that I have never met before. I'm looking at it long term. Some of those same people that came to my show or came to his show last year that I gained as fans have been supporting my monthly show at Comedy Hustle in Philadelphia at World Cafe Live, long term. I looked at it like I'm performing in front of people that I've never seen before. If I can get them to be a fan of me, they'll come see me here in Philadelphia. He's only coming here once a year. I'm here four or five times a year. So now I'm making more money because they're coming to support me. Once again, taking my ego out of the situation. I think a lot of us need to do that, yo, for real. Think about that. Whenever it is you just want to do, you know, think about it long term. You know, long term. Don't get me wrong. Be Have standards. You know what I'm saying? Let's don't be out there doing anything and accepting anything. But put the pieces in place. Think about it before you just jump out the window and don't accept this job because you feel as though you're funny or you've been doing comedy longer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I don't know. But all this to say, people, know exactly what you want and then think about it. You know, if you want to be a boss, are you prepared to do the things that bosses had to do? The good and the bad. As comedians, before you decide to turn down this, this, you know, this show because you feel the comedian that's headlining is not as established as you, ask yourself. How many people are going to be there? How many fans can I get? You know, is the money good? 
You know, it ain't always about you being the center of attention. Sometimes take the back seat for a little bit. I'm not saying every time, but just think about certain situations. Take the back seat just once in a while and examine the whole situation. And then, you know, things can happen. But uh, that's it for the day. That was my uh, soapbox. You know, get some shit off my chest. Uh, yeah, man. Take ego out of it sometimes, y'all. That's it, man. Uh, enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. Kick this week's ass. Uh, it's the Comedy Hustle Podcast. I'm your boy, Lawrence Killerbrew, and I'm out of here. Peace.